Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The Ontario Legislature resuming today with the progressive conservative government expected to tackle uh, a host of issues, really, including changes to policing oversight, a possible health super agency, which we've heard about, and also introducing its first budget. We welcome to the show Global News Queen's Park Bureau Chief Travis Danraj, and he joins us now. Travis, how are you? Great. Good morning to you. It's going to be a busy one. Yeah, well, let's start with uh, a story that you have uh, online right now at globalnews.ca as well as 900chml.com, which says the Ontario government is expected to outline its plan to drastically overhaul the Police Services Act today. What can we expect? Right. So this is the, the PC's move to, they say, fix Bill 175. That was introduced last spring by the Liberals, uh, and that was that legislation was going to actually reform the Police Services Act as well. Uh, but they say it needs a complete overhaul. Uh, so this will uh, look at that, that act and also look at the SIU, uh, the Special Investigations Unit, and look to give them more power. We talked to Toronto Police Association President Mike McCormick yesterday, and he says he wants more clarity on actually the duties of officers outlined in this act. And also he feels as though there should be more transparency with the SIU once an investigation is launched. And, of course, the SIU uh, invokes their mandate whenever an officer is involved in a death, a bodily harm, or there's an allegation of sexual uh, assault. Uh, and so he wants more clarity when it comes to that and also more transparency so that he says there's not a cloud of suspicion hanging over an officer when there's a SIU investigation. Are there any hints of clarity that is coming in this overhaul? So, so yes, I think that there there will be. Uh, we'll see how drastically different it is, though, from what the Liberals propo- proposed. Uh, you know, this is a premier who said that he is for frontline officers, for uh, you know, police unions. He's going to talk to the unions, and he is going to uh, make this bill very meaty. And and he thinks that the the last bill, the Safer Ontario Act, Bill 175, uh, was thin. So we'll see the announcements coming at uh, 10.30 this morning in Oakville by uh, Attorney General Caroline Mulroney and Sylvia Jones, the uh, Minister of Correctional uh, Services and Community Safety. So we will see. Do police want more oversight? Are you hearing from, from them on, on you know what they need or what they want? Well, you, you know, uh, Mike McCormick said yesterday, he, he said, listen, the SIU already does a great job of uh, police oversight. He doesn't think a lot needs to be done when it comes to uh, kind of changing their their mandate. However, on that transparency issue, he does feel that that is necessary. So they're not fighting for more oversight, but they do want, uh, you know, the, the, the process to be streamlined a bit. Legislation also expected uh, before the end of this month to create a health super agency moving uh, local health integration networks, uh, a.k.a. LINs, uh, Cancer Care Ontario, eHealth Ontario under one big umbrella. Now, the NDP recently unveiled a leaked draft document that shed uh, more light on this and pointed to the potential of a two-tier system, which the government has denied. How is this going to play out over the next few weeks? Well, I mean, this is a really big one. You know, uh, the NDP, when they initially put this out, uh, the government was caught off guard. Christine Elliott, uh, a couple of weeks ago, she had to come out, I think, twice back-to-back 
uh, and try to defend this, try to kind of put the genie back in the bottle. Initially, they said, well, this was only uh, a draft bill. There's, there's lots of work to be done. Uh, and then the next day she came out and said, okay, well, perhaps we're a little bit further ahead than we said, but not everything has gone to cabinet. But, but you know, it looks like, at least from the draft bill that the NDP have leaked, and I should say as well that the RCMP are, uh, are being called in to look into this leak because uh, the government wants to find out exactly how they got these documents. But it will overhaul the health system and what, what it looks like in Ontario. We know that the winds are being dissolved or being reduced. Uh, and we also know that Dr. Ruben Devlin right now uh, is looking into ending hallway health care. And one of the criticisms that the NDP had was, well, the you know, Dr. Ruben Devlin and his counsel on looking into uh, ending hallway health care haven't even completed their second report. They haven't even given the government recommendations, yet there's a plan in place, they say, to to make all of these changes. So the criticism is, you know, the government has their plan, they're going to move forward with it, and the recommendations will fall in line with the plan, not vice versa. On one hand, Ontarians should not be surprised that, uh, you know, the Ford government is trying to find cohesiveness within, you know, agencies because they talked about finding efficiencies. Sure. They have to, you know, tighten, uh, you know, the, the, the belt buckle. Uh, what Ontarians are not expecting is a two-tier system, and there's been, you know, quite a backlash to that. Absolutely. And, you know, some critics say, well, listen, we already have a two-tier system. If you go get your blood taken uh, at a private clinic, that's a private clinic, but you pay with your health card. Uh, and Christine Elliott, the health minister, would not answer the question if we're going to see more privatization in that sense of privatization. If you would be outsourcing some health services, say, you know, a clinic or, or private hospitals, she didn't want to go down that route. Uh, so it, it's a bit ambiguous right now. Uh, certainly what the NDP gleaned from the bill was privatization. If you actually read it, it doesn't mention privatization at all in the, I think it was 89 pages or so. So that is uh, an early copy of this. We'll see what the actual legislation, once they introduce it and when they introduce it, will, will look like. We're chatting with uh, Travis Danraj, Global News, Queen's Park Bureau Chief, here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick, in for Bill today. The government is also going to set the stage for its first budget with a stated goal of slashing that uh, $13.5 billion deficit, at least according to their math, uh, and providing a picture of how Ontario can get back into the black. Finance Minister Vic Fideli has said that the budget will show a path to balance, although he has not said uh, whether the deficit is going to be eliminated within you know the next four years. How important is budget? number one for the Ford government? Well, I think it's huge. Uh, You know, I was talking to some political watchers uh, from the PC side and also from the liberal side the other day, uh, and they said Doug Ford's government wants to get uh, everything they can get done uh, in this first budget done. They want to do all the heavy lifting. They want the, the, you know, the deep cuts, the, the, the pain as it is to come now, so that by election time, that that is somewhat forgotten. Now, I don't know if that strategy is going to work, but certainly you are going to see, um, likely, and they've been setting this up for a while with the uh, the committee on uh, liberal uh, the, the books. They said that the books were cooked. Uh, they've been setting this up for a while for for deep cuts to services, and I think likely you're going to see that, and you'll hear more about that through this spring session. And strategically making those big, hard decisions now, as opposed to a couple of years down the road where another election is, you know, looming, strategically, this makes a lot more sense. 
Well, it does, because you want to get that out of the way as soon as you can. And certainly you, you, you have seen uh, Premier Ford, once he came into office in the summer, move very quickly on a number of different fronts. Uh, I, I mean, even through the winter break, there was news almost on a daily basis with the government making decisions and coming out with, uh, with you know, leaks of legislation and what they were going to do uh, in the spring session. So certainly I, I think it's going to be very busy, and, and that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of cuts and a lot of action. This is going to be a budget um, that, that makes a lot of changes to the framework of health care, likely to education as well. I did a story the other day uh, that the government is looking into a possible plan. they got to underline that possible plan to uh, reduce the number of school boards. In a source of mine I'm saying, listen, health care and education are the biggest line items on the budget. You have to make uh, cuts to that, even though it's, it's difficult and people don't want to hear that. You have to make cuts to that if you want to get down the, de- the deficit. I was reading that story, and it does make a lot of sense, especially on the surface, because there's some boards that have just a handful of schools that they're overseeing, so why not merge those boards with other boards that are not overseeing a lot of schools? Well, you know, there are some school boards that have one or, you know, less than 10 schools under their administration. The the NDP and the Liberals say uh, you school uh, education needs to be done on a, a local level, a hyper-local level. And if you cut some of these regional school boards, then you're going to negatively impact, uh, you know, rural communities, northern communities. The Toronto Public School Board, York uh, Region, Peel region, those likely won't be touched because they are they're big right now. Uh, but you know, w- once you get up north, y- you eliminate one of the school boards there, or you merge them, and they don't really have a sense of of what's going on because it's covering a huge area. And a teacher I talked to said, well, resources from those boards are going to sp- be spread super thin across these schools, so they look at that as a negative. But that is only one option, and I should say as well, we learned that there were documents uh, that were drafted on this proposal uh, that have not yet gone to Cabinet. The government might move in another direction, but certainly they're looking at this as one way to save money. And, you know, sources that I've talked to within the government say this is one way to save money and cut administration as opposed to going down to the classroom level. A couple more minutes here with uh, Global News, Queen's Park Bureau Chief Travis Danraj here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in for Bill. It seems like almost every day there's uh, a protest or a demonstration at uh, Queen's Park today. Being no different, the Canadian Federation of Students expected to hold a demonstration there today to protest recently announced cuts to student grants. Still on the education front, uh, there's a consideration of removing class size caps for kindergarten and primary classes. What are you hearing on that front? So, and this is one of the other things that ties back to what we were just talking about. You know, the source said, well, listen, they, they, they are looking at uh, removing the caps, but if they can find other ways to make things more efficient, then they, they will. There was this whole debate over the break about uh, full-day kindergarten. Well, uh, the, the government is committing now to some sort of full-day learning, but what will that look like? Will they eliminate the teachers and only have the ECEs, the early childhood educators, in the classroom? That saves a lot uh, of of money when it comes to salaries. So uh, they they will, as I said, need to do uh, a lot of work on the education file. I am also hearing that there might be a possible uh, shuffle, cabinet shuffle here, um, in in the the coming weeks. So we might see that portfolio change hands to be confirmed. Uh, so th- that'll be interesting as well. But but education will definitely take a hit, likely, in this budget. Shuffle always gets people's interest. It seems kind of quick, though. I mean, this government was only elected last summer. 
Well, they were, but you have to remember that there there has been a bit of movement already. Michael Tobolo, uh, who was the community safety minister, he's now in tourism. Sylvia Jones has taken over that portfolio. Jim Wilson also uh, had to resign from uh, PC caucus because of those allegations, which Global News uncovered, that he actually had resigned due to an allegation of sexual misconduct. A uh, bit of breaking news. We're hearing that Jim Wilson will be returning to Queen's Park either today or later this week uh, for the first time since those allegations surfaced. So that'll be something interesting to watch as well. So the government does need to, uh, I think they feel, retool, and they'd rather do that now than, than later on before this budget. Lots to talk about. Should be a raucous first session. Absolutely. We'll have a full wrap uh, of the day's news coming up on Global News at 5.30 and, of course, 6 o'clock. Travis, appreciate the time. Thank you, Rick. Travis Danraj, uh, Global News, Queen's Park Bureau Chief. Yeah, lots going on at Queen's Park. A possible health super agency, uh, the inaugural budget from Finance Minister Vic Fideli coming down in a matter of a couple of weeks. Uh, today's, well, uh, semi-big news, especially if you're a police officer in this province. More police oversight. The Special Investigations Unit sounds like is going to get uh, even more teeth, more muscle than it already has in terms of investigating instances in which police officers are involved in incidents that uh, deal with death or serious injury or sexual assault. We'll keep an ear to the ground, an eye to what is happening at Queen's Park, and of course uh, with the help of uh, Travis Danraj from Global News. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.